0: Welcome to the Church Podcast. Today we're continuing our series, Jesus and the Christmas Vacation. Today's sermon is entitled, When God Disrupts Your Plans. We're going to be looking at Mary, the mother of Jesus. Boy, didn't she have a big disruption in her life. The plans that she had already made seemed to have a perfect things lined up, and God disrupted those plans that she had. And we're going to look at things we need to know when God does disrupt our plans for his plans to play out. So today, sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast starting right now. All right, I'm ready to dive into this today. Today, we're continuing our series, Jesus in a Christmas Vacation. Jesus in a Christmas Vacation. Man, I have enjoyed this series thus far. All right, man, this one when I sat down and I began to write it, I was excited about it. I wanted to preach it as soon as I got it done, but I had to wait because I wanted to make sure that you guys could. Man, it's gonna be an awesome time in Christmas. <laughs> man, oftentimes we 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 make plans to do things around the holiday season, right? I know for me, the holidays between about the middle of the, uh, November. So about the first week in January, we are slam-packed. We are just on the go doing different things. And, man, I I love it because we stay busy because it makes the week go by faster. It makes everything just kind of speed up. Uh, But, man, it's oftentimes we just make plans to do things. And everybody's like, man, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. Well, I got plans to do that. I got plans to do this. And we just can't make everything, right? (laughs) You guys ever made plans? Anybody ever make plans? Nobody's ever make plans? Yes, amen. I know I make plans. <laughs> Linda's a planner maker. <laughs> she likes to make plans. She's detailed plans. But listen, today's sermon is entitled, When God Disrupts Your Plans. When God Disrupts Your Plans. Anybody have your plans disrupted all the time? Listen, you know the number one thing that disrupts my plans? Being late. <laughs> Don't make me late. Tasha knows it aggravates me to be late. Uh, And so, because it puts everything behind. It puts everything that we're trying to do uh, in in, in perspective there, and then it puts it behind. I know oftentimes we try to do things and we try to plan it out. Just like sermon series, I oftentimes try to sit down and I try to plan these things out into into the advance. That way I'm I'm like I'm counting weeks. and uh, Like I know this sermon series is going to flow over into a week in uh, January and that's okay. It wasn't part of the original plan, but God disrupted some things and he felt that it was important that we added a few sermons back uh, uh, this past year. We inserted a few. Because I started reading, I'm like, man, we're going to continue this next week. <laughs> and we continued, and we got about halfway through the second week of one part of that series, and I was like, we're going to continue it another week. But sometimes God disrupts our plans. Ladies, you think with me for a second, maybe when you were a kid and you were imagining your day, your perfect day, your wedding day. I know I know the kids, my kids are oftentimes talking about planning their wedding planning their future, planning what job they're going to have, what uh, vehicle they're going to be driving, the man that they're going to have. I'm going to punch them in the face. <laughs> and, 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 and they're like, Daddy, don't don't hurt them. Daddy, I like this boy at school. Don't hurt him. I go see eat lunch with him. I'm scanning him. I'm like, which one is it? And Lily like, is that one over there, Daddy? I'm a halo boy. I'm, I'm watching you. He's like, what? I'm watching you. He's like, why are you watching me for But see, oftentimes they make plans. Maybe you made plans the same way when you were a little girl and and you were picturing how your life was going to be. I know as a kid myself, I was planning out how my future was going to be. I I, I grew up around the fire department with my dad, and I had a high interest in it, and I'm like, man, I'm going to be a fireman. That's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And then later on, I got a little bit older. I'm like, man, I really want to drive tractor trailers. I want to drive tractor trailers. That was what I had envisioned. So at 18, I'm like, man, I'm going up to the DMV. I'm like, man, I'm about to get my CDLs. I'm about to drive tractor trailers. My future's going to be good because tractor trailers, man, they make some good money. You know what I'm saying? Because I wanted to drive the country. So I get in there, and I'm like smiling. I get my number. I had to wait two hours, and I'm sitting there. Finally, they call my number. I get up there and all of a sudden the lady's like hey how can I help you today sir I'm like I'm I'm here to take my CDL class A with every endorsement test and she's like well how old are you sir I'm like 18 she's like not today you ain't and I'm like why not she said you gotta be 21 for hazmat endorsement some other different things but it it rocked my core because that messed my plans up and so now I'm like oh crap now what am I gonna do I'm gonna have to go back to The whole fireman thing (laughs) not that i'm disappointed in that but i was like man i'm just going to try this out and so and so part of our story is is god allowed me to go and had an opportunity to work for this fire department full-time and then my dream become a nightmare and and that nightmare just finally said okay and god said who are you going to trust more me or your dream and so i've literally walked away from the the dream that i always wanted and after nine months, and I was like, okay, God, I'm trusting you. Now what? Now what? I was sitting in Tennessee at a cabin and I was praying. I said, God, I said, well, now what? I'm calling pastor friends of mine, I'm saying, hey, listen, this is where I'm at. I don't know what to do. Because the Bible tells us, hey, you're the head of the household, you've got to provide for your family. But it also said you've got to follow the will of God because if you feel like God's telling you to go, then you need to go. And you're just, I'm stuck in the rock in the hard place. I said, you know what? I'm going to follow what God's telling me. God said go, so I left. And listen, 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 So 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 it was hard, and it really disrupted my plans. <laughs> So we left, and I left, and, and I, I followed what God was calling us to do. We didn't come without heartaches. We didn't come without struggles, but we were stayed faithful to what God was calling us to do. And then long story short, as God was leading us, you know what else was a part of my plan? Starting a church. <laughs> it was never my plan. God said, look, I'm calling you into ministry and I've called you from before you were even born. You're going to spread the gospel and you're going to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I ain't even run the other way. And I'm like, God, I'm not going to do it. You're crazy. God, I can't do this. I, I do good to read. And, and, and he's like, no, trust me. Trust me and I'm going to lead the way. And so my plan in night 2019, or the end of 2018, first of 2019 was never to do what we were doing, but God said, "Hey, I've called you and I want you to go." And we simply said yes. Man, God turned our worlds upside down. And look, he's been taking care of us. He's been faithful to us. And then guess what wasn't part of our plans when we started the church in 2020, March 1st, 2020? This thing called COVID, a world pandemic, and it messed us up even more. And I was like, okay, God, this wasn't part of the plan. But God said, who are you trusting more, mankind or me? And so today, when God disrupts your plans, you don't understand why, keep holding on and keep trusting him. All right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Keep going. All right, today if you have got your Bibles, we're gonna look at Luke chapter 1, verse 26. 21, or excuse me, Luke chapter 1, verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth. A valley, a a village, I can't talk today, in Galilee to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Now, just kind of give you kind of a real quick synopsis here of what's happening. Is Elizabeth was related to Mary, all right? But she was a much older relative, right? Anybody got their much older relatives, don't raise your hand. (laughs) Anybody got their much older people that, man, you know, they're like, they're relatives, but they're older than you are. Tasha, oftentimes we talk about our family tree, and she's like, hey, you got cousins over here. And I'm like, I don't even know who they are. And she's like, but they're still your cousins. I'm like, I don't know who they are, though. They're to your family. Some of them are much older than I am, like a lot older. And then in this instant, Elizabeth was much older than Mary. And uh, she her husband uh, was Zacharias. Uh, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. And so, uh, and so here in the Bible, so uh, 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 Elizabeth here was probably about the great grandmother age, and kind of an idea of how much older she was than Mary. But but Elizabeth and her husband Zacharias had a hard time with infidelity as well. We've seen these struggles the past few weeks of of, of having problems, you know, conceiving a child. And so, uh, but listen, listen, y'all, check this out. Let's check this out. <laughs> Y'all think with me just for a minute. Now you're up in about grandparents age, and and all of a sudden an angel comes to you and be like, "Hey, look, by the way, you're <laughs> about to have another baby, Tasha's almost." <laughs> and uh, you <y'all> hear that? <laughs> Tasha almost. And uh, so she's, you know, if, if Jesus would come to her, or God would tell her she's about to have a baby. I would stroke out for her. <laughs> so that's going to be the only way. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, not today. I can't. I can't. I'm losing my hair. But listen, listen, listen. So, so they they were looking forward to retirement here. At least with them, were looking for retirement. They they couldn't have children. They had a hard time conceiving. They're like, ah, listen. I, I we're just we're just going to enjoy retirement, enjoy all the campus kids, and you know how we love your kids. We're going to sugar them up and send them on home. And and but this day, Gabriel showed up. The angel came, and he showed up, and he said, "Listen," he said. He tells uh, uh, Zacharias here. He was come to his workplace to tell him that he and his wife were going to have a boy. Woo, that's pretty cool, ain't it? Man, that sounded cool. But Zacchaeus did not believe him. Now, y'all listen to me right now. If Jesus or God showed up or an angel showed up to me right now, I'm like, you and Tasha are about to have a baby boy. I'm going to look at them and say, you done lost your mind. Who's with me? Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I hear it in the back. Amen. And, and I mean, I, I wouldn't believe him either. I'm like, you cray cray. And that's exactly what it was. But Gabriel muted him. Why? how many would love for your husbands to be muted? <laughs> you know what I mean? I know Trina's the husband. Should sure, mute him. <laughs> Poor Trina. But the angel Gabriel muted him. He didn't believe him. So he said, no, nah, we, we We don't need that negativity in our life. So he shut his mouth. He muted him. And he couldn't talk until their son was born. So Luke, uh, right here in, in, in Luke 1, 26, it had been six months, six months since Elizabeth had become pregnant. And the whole time her husband couldn't talk. Her <laughs> Husband couldn't talk the whole time. Y'all imagine with me, just husband's wife, wife. Your husband couldn't talk for six months. We're about to start revival up in here. Six months not talking. Man, your husband not talking for six months. So I'm sure they were hallelujah. Y'all, check us out. Check us out, out. Gabriel showed up to Nazareth once again when they had got back. So this was like a small little area out here, about 1,600 to about 2,000 people. A little bit smaller than Pilot Mountain, the population here in Pilot Mountain. And this time, Let's see. The angel Gabriel came to Nazareth again to deliver a message to Mary. This time. So this time, Gabriel's done come once. He's done spoke to Elizabeth. He's done prophesied over to Elizabeth. And you know her husband didn't believe him, so he shut him mute. So this time, he comes back and he's like, "Hey, look!" Goes to Mary who happened to be engaged to Joseph. Y'all check us out. He so happened to be in King David's family tree. So we've been talking about family trees the last few weeks. Remember, if you've got a cousin Eddie in your family, like we all do, uh, you know who they are, and if you don't know who they are, you're probably cousin Eddie. It's a great series, ain't it? (laughs) But see, this is important because in order for Jesus to be considered a king of Israel, he would have to be considered a descendant of King David. This is some factual things I'm just trying to share with you today. So To be considered a king, he had to be a descendant of a king. This is like the queen that just passed away over there and wherever she was from. And uh, you know, uh, when she passed away, it had to be a descendant of the uh, of her family tree. It couldn't be from the outside. So, y'all, check us, out. check us out. Check us out. Check us out. So, just a couple other things that they mentioned here in Luke is that is 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 the fact that Mary was a virgin in this in this particular moment here she was engaged she was a virgin and this is much remarkable combination to have because we don't see that a lot in today's society sorry Luke made mention for this for two reasons Luke made mention for this for two reasons see in, in Isaiah seven fourteen, the prophet Isaiah said that about 700 years before Jesus was born About 700 years before Jesus was born. All right then, the Lord himself will give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. 700 years before Jesus was born, it was already prophesied in his life that he was going to be the Messiah. He was going to be born from a virgin uh, woman here and, and, and it was prophesied at 700 years imagine going 700 years waiting for a prophecy to be fulfilled imagine going 11 years and having no idea what God has put in your heart and put in your spirit and not having any idea what it was going to be used for until 11 years later and then it, it begins to grow and the prophecies begins to be fulfilled so I was talking about Mary at church, by the way. See, being a, uh, Mary being a virgin, it was it, it supernaturally conceived was the fulfillment of, uh, of something incredible because it was important for the prophecy to be fulfilled. It was worth noting because in order for the prophecy to be fulfilled here in Isaiah, look, the signs will be given to you. The virgin will conceive a child. The virgin will conceive a child and she will call him Emmanuel. See, Luke pointed that out. The virgin Mary. Because he wanted to give the emphasis over 700 years that the prophecy was being fulfilled. Ooh, this is good stuff. I, I, I. The second reason he mentions this about uh, 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 Mary's uh, uh, virginity is because the baby's sinful nature was passed down Through uh, uh, birth, through their parents. So if you remember back in the day when God created Adam and Eve, and and they ate off the tree here, this Abby Smike all the time, they took bite of the fruits. She gave it to the husband. Sin entered into the earth. That's why we have sin every single day, and we're born into sin. This is all biblical. But see, see, let me catch up here. So in order for Jesus, the Messiah, to be completely holy and perfect, God himself had to be the father of this baby that Joseph couldn't be because God is perfect without sin. And so the only way that it could possibly happen is for God to do it. Now check it out. I like it. In the sixth day of Elizabeth's pregnancy, underline this or write this down, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth. God sent him. God sent him out to speak into their life. Maybe God sent out his spirit and sent out his, his angels and, and maybe he sent out somebody to tell you to go do something. God sent. See, Mary already had her life planned out. We already had our life planned out pretty much. I'd had a job. I had a, a decent-sized home at the time. We were, had just started a family. I had the career that I wanted and I was like, I was set for life. My mother-in-law lived two blocks around the corner. My mom and dad lived about five minutes away. Everything was perfect. Everything was perfect. But God decided he was going to disrupt their plans just like he did Mary. Mary had it figured out. Mary didn't think she was going to have a little lamb in a stable. It was going to have him in the end. Mary didn't have any idea what was going to happen. But God turned her world upside down. Now check this out. See, she and Joseph were going to get married. They were going to have a family. They were going to grow old together. But God, but God. Let me tell you, every situation that you're going through today, I want you to add, but God into it. Whatever struggle you're dealing with, but God's in control. But God has me. But God can take care of my finances. God can take care of my sickness. God can help me through my addictions. God can help me. But God. And that was the thing here. You know, she had her life planned out, but God. But God. God disrupted her plans. God not God, was not above disrupting Mary's plan. And guess what? He's not above disrupting yours either. Mary, who had her life planned out, planned out, it disrupted her plans. And she, if he could do it to her, he could do it to us too. Go check it, out, check it out. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Now, I want y'all to know that there's nothing wrong with you guys making plans in your life. It's okay at a young age, man, I want to have a a nice husband or a nice wife, and I want them to be able to have a good, decent-paying job, or, you know, I want them to be a good parent. I want them to, you know, have a nice. There's nothing wrong with having plans, having dreams that you want to chase after. If you want to be a firefighter, chase after it. If you want to be the world's best stroller, chase after it. But guess what? God may disrupt those plans for you. God may be be, uh, having you in the middle of your life and all of a sudden he's gonna say, hey, you're gonna start a brand new church in Pilot Mountain, North Carolina in 2020 and guess what? Two weeks later, you're gonna have to learn how to run a church through a pandemic because that's what happened in our lives and it wasn't a part of the plan at all. Luke 1 and 28, Gabriel appeared to her, talking about Mary here, and said greetings favored woman and if you guys are taking notes or or, uh, uh, got your Bible out highlight that favored woman the Lord is with you confused and, and disturbed Mary tried to think what the angel could mean do not be afraid Mary he said the angel told her for you have found favor with God underline that or highlight that or write that down there's two words there, favored. In favor, she was uh, the fa- the favored woman, and had, that had fa- that found favor with God. Tongue twitcher sorry. Now I want you guys kind of paint a picture for you. Don't throw rocks at me. Online campus, y'all don't throw rocks at me either. But back in the day, back in Bible times, it wasn't a custom for a woman to have these things spoken to her that way. Usually, back in the Bible times, they wouldn't pay the woman no attention. It was all about the man and, you know, uh, our upper class people that they would speak this way to. So this was an uncommon thing. That's why Mary was kind of confused here. Why is this angel speaking to me this way? Why is he speaking to me? Because, you know, traditionally or, or wobbly, what would have happened? Even if they would have spoke to her and been like, hey, woman, come here. <laughs> I got to tell you something. Hey, woman, come here. But that's not how the angel spoke to her. Because listen, listen, listen. That's not how that's not how Gabriel met her at all. He said Mary was confused and disturbed, thinking that what was this angel could possibly mean. See, see, when the when the Gabriel said you have found favor with God, the the word favor is Greek for uh, cherish, which means grace. Which means grace. So 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 we see the word cherished in the bible about 156 times in the new testament only six times is it translated to the word favor so when he says greetings faithful woman the word favor literally means full of grace woman full of grace full of grace the phrase is only used twice in the whole entire new testament that's why when you, uh, if you had a Catholic upbringing, or maybe you've heard this in, uh, uh, from Catholic, you, you hear "Hail Mary, full of grace." O Lord, is with thy. Blessed art the the Almighty Woman, and blessed is the uh, fruit of the womb Jesus. That's a, uh, just a nugget of knowledge for you guys there. See, see, the problem is, is see, we don't understand the full understanding of grace. None of us has a true, full understanding of what grace truly is. See, most of us just, you know, think, says, oh, well, God's showing His grace because we messed up, we stumbled, we failed, we were like that song, you know, I stumbled, i fallen. We got there to speak to me of, that's grace. See, grace is so much more than that. It's the power. It's the giving of power of that. Grace in God has power that we cannot do on our own. See, the power that he has, and we find this in uh, uh, um. Uh, Ephesians 2 and 8 and 2 Corinthians 12 and 9 Ephesians 2 and 8 says God saved you by his grace when you, when you believed and you cannot take credit for this it is the gift of God that's why I oftentimes tell you I don't have special powers the only thing I have is God through me and that's what, what we constantly believe in so we want God, you guys to see God through us and we take no credit because I can't do nothing on my own I have to do it with Christ through me so grace is power And what triggers uh, 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 God's saving power in our lives is when we believe. When we believe and we don't take the credit for it ourselves. When we believe, hey, God, help me to get through this situation. Hey, God, help me through this addiction. Hey, God, help me through this problem or this circumstance. 2 Corinthians 12 and 8, each time, talking about God here, uh, said to me, my grace is all you need. Your grace is all I need, God. Your grace is all I need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that, God, so that the power of Christ can work through me. One of my greatest weaknesses, I have a hard time reading in front of people. And y'all obviously can see that time to time when I try to read scriptures. I have a hard time. and I have a, We were sitting there the other day, or maybe last night, and I told Toss I read something. She said, that's not what that says. I said, I know, but that's how my brain works. I said, but I use my greatest weakness and my greatest advantage, and I let God use me to get, preach the gospel of Jesus. And if he can use the, the country boy from Gastonia, he can touch and use you as well. Because it's the grace, it's the power. Don't let your weaknesses stop you. Oh, snap, I done missed something big. When God disrupts your plans, know that God will give you what you need. To do what you what he wants you to do, know that when God know that when God will give you what you need to do what He wants you to do. God's going to may disrupt your plans, but He's going to give you every tool necessary to make it work out. We had no clue what we were doing when we started this thing. Nobody wanted to help us. Nobody wanted to to really you know give us any advice. My friends that I thought I had, pastor friends, they all turned their backs on me. Fun times. And I'm sharing this with you because I thought that, that, that people were going to be there for me. I thought I could lean on them and trust them, but the only person I can lean on and trust was God. And God had gave us the tools necessary to help us through the situations and help us through the hurdles that we faced. And God could do those very same things for you. He's going to give you everything that you need. Uh, number two, if you're taking notes, uh, that was number, point number one. Number two, uh, know that God's disruptions are meant to set up better. Know that God's disruptions are meant to set up for something better. Why do bad things happen in p- good people's lives? I don't know, but I'm going to tell you that God's getting ready to do something bigger and better in your life. You just got to keep trusting him. Pastor Michael, it stinks it sucks that I had to go through this I know, me too there's a lot of heartaches, a lot of pain and suffering that we've had to deal with but listen, those pains and sufferings are all worth it because something better was coming those experiences that I went through where we walked away from church for over a year and a half and I said, God, I'm done with it I'll never step foot back in another church I was done I grew up in church I knew the Bible inside and out I was chasing my dream trying to be a fireman. And God's like, hey, you know the, what I've called you to do. And I knew what the Bible was saying and I run the other way. I knew what, what God was telling us to do and I said, uh not me, not today. Same. That's what I was thinking. I didn't want to do it. But when I said yes and I gave my life back to Christ, man, things started lining up. It didn't come without pain, it didn't come without suffering, it didn't come without us to going any further to going through pain and suffering, but guess what? God prepares us for something bigger and something better because guess what we learned? We learned how we're no one not going to treat people, how, we're, how at this church we're going to have a goal of saying, hey, we're going to wrap our, wrap our loving arms around you just like Christ is going to do. No matter what background you come from, we're going to let God restore the brokenness in your life. We're going to help you get the goals and, and give you the tools necessary to let God fix you. Michael can't fix you. I can't do nothing but give you the tools necessary. And it's been our mission because we want to see something better. And we've seen countless lives come to know Christ, all because we said yes and we followed what God was doing. All right, I got to hurry. got to hurry. I got to hurry. Uh, do, 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 do. Know that God is in control of the details. God is in control of all the details. God is in control of all the details. God is in Imagine with me, you were married there. And that's a lot to take on. This captain showed up out of nowhere and he's about to say, hey, you're gonna, you're gonna bring in the Messiah to the world. That's a lot to swallow. Imagine with me, if you were in Mary's shoes or in Mary's sandals. But what you would be thinking, this angel's coming and saying, I'm gonna bring the Messiah into the world. And even better yet, now I'm going to have to go back and tell Joseph what's about to go take place. I might <laughs> have to tell Joseph, hey, look, I'm about to have a baby. Uh, it's going to be the Son of God, and um, you're not the baby daddy. i would be a lot to swallow because, again, a custom in those times, this wasn't a natural thing. Look at verse, uh, I think it's Luke chapter 1, verse 34. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the mighty power of the Most High will overshadow you. you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative um, uh, Elizabeth in her old age will also receive a son. And this is. And this is the sixth month with her who called, um, who was called a burden for nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. We may not understand the details. When God called us to plan a church, I had no idea what the details were going to be. I could tell you the name of the church. I could tell you uh, that me and Tasha were going to do it, and that's about all I could tell you. <laughs> I could tell you where we were sitting when I said, I know what we're supposed to do. We're sitting at Jimmy John's in Mount Airy almost in tears because we didn't know what we were going to do next. Touch goes, now what? I said, I guess we're supposed to play in a church. Well, I said, start a church. I said, I think we're supposed to start a church. She said, what are we going to call it? I said, we're supposed to call it Medic Church. I said, it's the only thing that makes sense. After 11 years of pain and suffering and heartache and trying to figure out how we were going to use this and what God had called us to do, and Amy running the opposite way, and we're like, okay, God, now What? Because nothing is impossible with God. And see, when we begin to say yes, and we begin to enter into what God's telling us to do, life will be changed. On top of that, so 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 when God calls us to do something, listen, listen, listen. listen. And Mary said, "Hey, how is this going to happen? How's this going to work?" And the angels pretty much say, "Hey, hey, I got the details here. I'm going to work out these details for you. Hey, just just watch. But because of your faithfulness, and because of what you're doing, is listen, listen, your friend." it feels like they're carrying this burden it's going to be it's going to be overwhelming taken care of because nothing is impossible without God nothing is impossible with God nothing is impossible with God listen nothing that you're going through today and tomorrow and next week and next year and the 10 years from now nothing is impossible for God you may have everything figured out and you may have your next steps figured out but guess what? God may disrupt them but listen, he's got the details and he's going to give them to you. I'm going to close with this. I know I've been kind of bouncing around everywhere today but know that your best answer to God is always yes. Know that your best answer to God is always yes. Always yes. See, Mary responded in verse 38 here. She says, Uh, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel said, and the angel left. Mary said, yes. Yes, I'll take this on. And again, listen, listen. I mean, this was unaccustomed times for a woman to be pregnant and not be married. This was not normal back in the day. And, and, And so, and so, Imagine the talk around town that it was. Oh y'all, y'all know, I heard Mary was pregnant. Y'all heard it wasn't Joseph's man. She nasty. She got dirty butt. I mean, y'all just. Y'all, I mean, seriously. I mean, it's just it's reality. I mean, that's what they would be doing. Imagine with me right now. If you do something wrong in your life, imagine if you do something wrong in your life today. How quick it'll get around town. We talked about having those, you could do a 100 things good. But that 101 thing that you do and you do it wrong, guess what? All those 100 things go out the window. You can make a simple mistake by not sending an email to somebody and guess what? They're gonna forget about the 100 other good things you've done, but guess what? And that's the one thing they're gonna talk about. They're not gonna talk about Mary saying yes. They're not going to talk about Mary bringing in the Messiah. They're going to bring up, hey, y'all guess what Mary did? She cheated on Joseph. And maybe that's you today. Maybe you're sitting here and you're saying, hey, everybody talks about my past. I'm trying to live a life for God. I'm trying to say yes. But I know as soon as I say yes, I'm going to take criticism. Guess what? I did. As soon as I said yes, we're going to start this church. I learned who my friends were. I lost a lot of good friends. Well, I say they were my friends. And why am I telling you this? Because sometimes God's going to disrupt your plans and disrupt your life. And you may lose a few friends. You may lose a few people in your life. But guess what? Maybe that's what it took so you can have a better future. So something better can come along. Maybe that was a distraction in your life that you didn't need. Sometimes bad things can lead to good situations. Don't look at your past as a mistake. Last week, we learned that we can't change our past, but we can change our future by the decisions we make today. We can simply get upset and get mad and be angry at God, or we can embrace it and say, hey, God, I've given you my whole self. It may not make sense. It may not, I may not understand it, but God, give me the details that, you can, that I need to stay focused. God, help me to understand that you are in control. God, remind me that you're in control of every detail when we don't understand it he's going to fulfill his mission for each and every one of our lives and today God's got you and I invite you today to always trust God if he's calling you to do something today embrace it and say yes because I guarantee you I'd rather say yes than say no trust me I did it for a year and a half I said God I'm not doing it and so just, I kind of want to paint, so I know I say this a lot, just kind of give you guys just a quick little detail here. It's when I said that we run away from God, this was back before the, we were had kids, we were first married, <clears throat> right before Lewis morning, so 2009, 2010 range. I don't know what y'all think it was right before the church happened. <laughs> but God took us and took that hurt and restored that brokenness back in our lives. And today, I feel like people are hurting. They feel like they're lost. They feel like that God's called them to do something and they've run the other way. And they don't feel like that God still loves them. I'm gonna tell you that God still loves you and God wants you to, He wants to restore that brokenness in your life. All you have to do is trust in Him. And today, I encourage you, if God's calling you, to say yes. You guys can, if you'll stand with me this morning. Let's pray. God, we just wanna thank you so much for this day. God, we want to thank you for everything that you do in our lives, God. God, even when you disrupt our plans, God, it may not make sense, but Lord, help us to understand when those disruptions come. God, help us to understand that when you disrupt us and disrupt things in our lives, that you're preparing us and setting up something better for our future. Remind us that you're always in control, God. God, because the enemy's going to always tell us to go the other way. And not fall asleep, but Lord, help us to always say yes. And God, if there's somebody today that's struggling with these these things, God, God, just comfort them today. Give them peace. And God, show them that mercy. God, God, grace is sufficient. If you need to make a decision for Christ, you want to make a decision for Christ, all you have to do is say this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you for coming to this earth and dying on the cross for me. Help me when it gets hard. Help me when you just disrupt my life, God, that I'll depend on you and trust you always. God, help me to always say yes, even when I want to say no. God, restore that brokenness in my life so that I can live forever with you in paradise. In your name I pray, amen. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. Today, if you need prayer, you can go to medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Our team's standing by ready to pray and believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. Would you consider partnering with us right now so we can continue providing podcasts just like this one? You can do so by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash give. You can do a one-time gift, a reoccurring gift. We just ask that you pray and give from your heart today. Join us back next time as we give another life-giving message. All right, we'll see you soon.